1: You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com,
0: your online bowling equipment superstore presents the Above180.com podcast tim berg is ready to hit the lanes approaching the issues that you the bowler want to know from the latest equipment reviews coaching to drilling layouts and the stars of the pba now here's your host tim berg yes my name is tim berg and before we get to our interview with vernon peterson i want to introduce you to emil williams jr now everyone probably remembers emil from the live streams and some of his media work that he did with the usbc and Emil is going to be helping out from time to time, hopping on and doing some podcasts with me. Just kind of to add some more insight, add some more flavor to the shows. So, Emil, thank you for agreeing to do this, and uh, looking forward to interviewing Vernon Peterson here.
1: Oh, absolutely, Tim. I, I certainly appreciate um, the opportunity. Um, I, I think this will be be fantastic. Uh, good to be, you know, back uh, kind of in the bowling world and um, in, in the media world, and. Uh, really get a chance to you know talk again with uh you know some of the best bowlers some of um, the best bowlers out there do you know some of the greatest achievements of course and um, you know and get a chance to talk with you and, and and work with you as well i've had a chance to listen to to you uh, very often so definitely looking forward to that
0: all right, well, let's get to Vernon Peterson. We all know Vernon Peterson now does the ball reviews for the Bowlers Journal International Magazine. Great stuff. Check those out. Vernon and his Lodge Lanes 2 team also just got back from Reno this past week where they were trying to defend their title. Unfortunately, they fell a little bit shy uh, shooting a 33-21, though very respectable score, which lands them in the top 50. So, Vernon, I want to thank you for joining myself and Emil Williams today. Oh,
2: my pleasure having me again. It's been a little while.
0: It is, Vernon. I, I remember speaking with yourself and Mike Jazz now, right when the USBC Open pattern was released on that day, and we kind of talked about the scores and what we thought the pace would be. Well, it seems like the scoring pace has been rather high this year. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think maybe this, the scores should could be uh, could be a little bit lower next year, or do you like the, the higher pace that we're on and, and that we're on track for and seem to be trending towards?
2: Well, oh, I mean, I would like to see my record stay maybe one more year, but, you know... <laughs> Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's what they kind of chose for this year. But, yeah, the scoring pace seemed a little bit higher than I expected in team. And doubles, I thought, would be actually – I thought might be a little bit higher. But on um, the singles, definitely, it's playing where I thought it would be. Because, I mean, with you got – basically, your whole team on one pair and not moving, you can break them down to produce a lot better shot if the pair lets you. But, I mean, overall – I'm always been a grinder, so I mean, I would probably say I would recommend I like to see uh, lower scores, but I mean, I go with what they put out there so and I mean they were very playable this year and the score I mean it was it was there to get it if you can get the right ball in your hand
1: and and, uh, and that's a great point, Vernon. And then you know, as you mentioned you're you're a grinder would you know probably prefer to see you know lower scores, but but yeah, certainly have to adjust and, 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 and bowl on what's out there. Um, how does that change your strategy at all uh, for you personally? I know you guys worked together as a team and, and talked uh, about a lot of things before uh, making the trip out. How did that affect uh, what you guys wanted to do this year?
2: Well, we still wanted to play St. same part of the lane and break them down. Um, but didn't need to break him down as much as he had in the past. I mean, you didn't want to use a lot of surface. Because when we got out there, they hooked more than I expected. I don't know because of the later in the season – this year was kind of tough because we we're trying to find balls. First of all, to get to the pocket and make them as easy as possible, but it's also to now you have to find a ball to strike. In years past, if you if people went out to say to try to win, you definitely need to have a good shot. But a lot of times, people went out to for brackets side action, and before, where one ninety two zero was a good score, now it's like two team two twenty. Um, your whole mentality changed a little bit when you try to pick your arsenal. I mean, I know several of our guys, we bowled Beat Bowl's Journal on Monday and we drilled up some balls um, out there, out of the booths and all that. So that's one thing nice about having the booth there that you have access to Bible and balls and stuff like that.
0: Well yeah so I guess talk about that what what did you see and what was your your game plan going in like Emil had mentioned so you guys bowled the bowlers journal you drilled up some stuff so was your thought to have something that uh, I mean obviously usually on team you want something on these on the sport patterns that rolls a little truer and smoother down you know once it hits a break point is that what you guys went with or was there something that you know a layout that you guys thought you know what this is what we're going to try and hopefully it works.
2: Well, on team event, you could use a little bit stronger stuff. You didn't have to use as much surface. We still don't want anything really change direction. I didn't really see too many pearlized balls um, going down the lane. A lot of things are a lot smoother. IQ tours, blue ringers, um, arson, stuff like that. You still want smoothness, but they could be a little stronger layouts th- this year, I think. Unlike um, single doubles, where a lot of us used weaker pins, like two-inch pins, two and a half inch pins from the axis in blue rangers, Parsons still smoother rolling balls to try to control that break point. And this way you could still stay a little farther, right. And almost score up to it. And you, there was actually a good amount of hold when it developed on singles doubles, but team with the length, you almost already had hold area because of 43 foot. If you use the right kind of ball and wall, as long as you didn't use too much ball, too much surface. Yeah. You could play the hold more than you could play like the swing area. I thought, and
1: yeah, that, that's a good point. Did you guys have have the opportunity to? Uh, and I'm sure you did. Probably to to practice on uh, on both patterns, um, and then then when you got out there, did you you know take advantage of the the showcase lanes at all and 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 do a practice session out there too?
2: You no, know, we we practiced enough. I mean, there's so to tournaments around the Florida area using the patterns, and with me doing the ball bowl, ball bowl, ball reviews, I used. Actually, for the last several months, I used the team and the singles doubles patterns to kind of test the balls on them. And, I mean, overall, it was pretty close. Some places hooked a little bit more. My house in team event definitely hooked a little bit more than when I got to Reno. I didn't have as much hold. But when I got to Reno, like I said, they still played a little bit, were a little more hooky there than I expected. So I kind of went to an IQ tour. Basically, a little sheen out of the box. I mean, the oil on it, I mean, I really didn't touch it up much. I had a zero gravity just in case they were tighter. But like I said, I used, um, in Team Event, I used the uh, IQ Tour Solid and I went to a Fusion for a little more length. And single doubles, I used uh, two and a 2.5 inch pin ringer. And I, I mean, it made, it made the shot so playable. I mean, I didn't miss pocket much. It was a matter of just trying to carry. Well, and my it, pocket is so
0: good. Sorry. No, no, no. What I was going to say is, it okay. seemed like for me when I practiced, because I practice on it up here in Oregon. I practiced at um, the Grand Sierra. I did the uh, the tournaments over there, the the 180com dot com Classic and the InsideBowling.com dot com Nine Pin No Tap tournament. And it seemed like for me, the best ball that gave me the best look was my Marvel S, both the pin up and the one uh, with just the box surface. And then the other one had the the pin right off, pin neutral, I guess is what you call it, right off to the the right of the ring finger. And those balls, no matter where I threw it, even and then it ended up at the stadium, ended up bowling with a great team because I had some stuff, too, that I thought, you know, you go in your head with this preconceived notion of what may work or what you kind of want to throw, and I had a guy on our team say, no, this is what you need to be throwing, and sure enough, that's what ended up happening for me. So did you notice when you were practicing, whether it be back home in Florida on the patterns or doing the, the ball reviews, that the same sort of stuff was working for you there, and then you got to the stadium and it played pretty much the same or it gave you the best reaction on those patterns?
2: Yeah, I mean, they really were really close, I mean, I thought. I mean, ball-wise, for sure. I mean, and definitely, I, I was doing the ball reviews. I mean, a lot of stuff that i reviewed back since they announced pattern, which was what, Arch. I mean, I've seen a lot of success with it from several people out there. Like uh, one, of, uh, one of our guys, Ron Dixon, drove up to Marvel last play. He had a little, sh- little shine on it when he got out there. Like I said, the, balls, the motion of the balls was still there. It just mattered, I think, Changing the surface a little bit to try to match up. Cause like, so they hooked a little bit more than I expected.
1: Absolutely. And, and Vernon, um, you, you, it's been a, a great year. You know, obviously the last you know 12 months, you guys come back as as defending champs. You know, as, as regular team champions. Talk a little bit about the the emotional side of that. Um, you yeah, know, I've, I've talked with several you know defending champs you know prior to and. I know that can be, um, you know, not a distraction, but certainly there's some some emotions. Um, what was that part like? You know, receiving, um, you know, watching the eagle, and uh, then having to kind of put that aside and, and actually go bowl. Uh,
2: I mean, it's a very special moment. I mean, it's just the fact of seeing your name, seeing your name up there, champion. I was talking my pictures real quick before we started, but I mean, going from the award um, watch ceremony right to lanes. It wasn't too bad, but, I mean, it was still emotional, and I don't, I don't know, every time I step on the lanes of the Nationals, the first few shots, I still get butterflies, I mean, because it is Nationals, it's still... And then the seat champion up there, it was very special. But, I mean, well, it's like going under lights, I think, after, like, one or two shots, you forget about it, and you're there to have a good time with your team and try to put up a good score. But, I mean, it just... I wish everybody could win one Eagle and go through that and see that. I mean, if you're a true blue bowler and you know the heritage of the history of USBCs, ABCs, how many teams have bowled it, how many people not won Eagle. I mean, it took me 18 years. I mean, but with John putting this team together, I knew I had a good chance at it. But there's a lot of good teams. I mean, you look at the scores. I mean... That's the only bad thing about the scores going up, scoring pace-wise. It, it, makes, it t- I makes it tougher because it brings into play any, a lot more bowlers because they're not as tough as they are in the past. So, I mean, you got a guy shooting 20 for singles who shot, what, 500 in doubles. I mean, it just it, it, it's very attainable for more people. Because the shot isn't doesn't make you think as hard as it has in the past.
0: Well, and it seems like it used to be. You know, it was shooting over three thousand was you know two hundred average per guy was kind of the 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 average and where kind of people base things off of. But it almost seems like that number. Has been creeping up over the last year to 3,100, 3,200. and like you said, it seems like nowadays there's a lot of lot of teams, and it still takes a you know takes five guys working together and playing the lanes properly to to shoot those really big numbers and attainable numbers, like you had said, you know, and your companion team really gave it a run there, you know, wa- watching that last um, last game and and they had you know really a chance to to do something special. What was that like for you to be watching them and bowling with them and and uh, seeing them have that opportunity to possibly take the lead?
2: It was awesome. I mean, we were we were still doing our thing, but we were kind of more into watching them. And I'd say they almost try to stay out of their way. I mean, I mean this, it, was, it was so great, and we wish they could have done it. I mean, a couple breaks go their way. And, I mean, they made a run at Team All events. I mean, they both great. I mean, this, you wish you could do something that even helped them more besides just cheer them out. I mean, it just... I mean, I know I just try to keep encouraging them and make sure if they, if they, like, one or two of them kind of started to falter, they just try to keep them upbeat and try to say, there's one shot at a time, you know, just kind of... What they kind of did for, with us last year, I mean, we got 10 guys there. There was two teams. I mean, but, um, when we got done, we looked at it, both teams shot over $10,000 for all team all events. I don't know if two teams going on the same pair have done that before, but they just, we got 10... We have two teams, not 10 individuals. That's the whole thing. We're there for both teams, not just our team and their team. It's John picked 10 guys that um, we want every guy to win, you know what I mean? Not just us as individuals. And it was, I wish anything I could have given him 40 more pins somehow, you know what I mean? <laughs> to give them that chance. I mean, this, none of them on the other team have won yet, so... But, I mean, I'm sure that they, they will because they've got the talent to do it. I mean, some of them are very young. But, I mean, they, they've they been working on their game all year. I know several guys, I mean, they've improved, improved just from last year to this year. And I deep down, I believe they, that team can win the Eagles just as easy as we did last year.
1: And, and speak a little further on that, Vernon. I know, obviously, knowing John and talking to you guys before, how – uh, important the you know the chemistry part is and you guys all know each other. Um how important is chemistry in your opinion um to winning an eagle uh especially on the on the highest stage? Um, you know, it takes ten guys, maybe only five can win, you know, obviously at one time, but generally those that do win, um, uh, those other five guys, like you said, all play a role. How important is chemistry in, in your opinion?
2: Well, chemistry is a big thing. I mean, we got to all play the same part of the lane. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And we got you. Got, you gotta get along, with people. You gotta respect their games. I mean, unfortunately, I mean JJ. I mean, we we room together a lot. We try, bowl a lot. of terms together. We we bowl doubles at state and nationals and city. Even sometimes, it just we know each other and we know each other's quirks. I mean, you gotta know each other and have confidence in them. And I, I mean, I have confidence in every one of those bowlers. I mean, that they belong there, and they're great guys. I mean, we go out to team dinners and we have great time. And I don't think John could pick ten. ten um, well, ten guys count himself. Other guys, we get along. Like I said, there's no really no egos. So I mean, it makes a big difference. I mean, because I mean, besides John and JJ, well, Mitch. Um the other seven guys, including me, I'm going only the one with the Eagle. It's like it's it's so good to hang out with those guys. I mean, it's a good great group of guys. You can't ask for a better group really.
0: Well, Vernon, wanna before our time's up here, I wanna find out. You started doing the uh bowler journal ball reviews, you've alluded to that a couple of times. How has that been for you? I know there you know, the transition from Joe Serrar to yourself. How is that going for you? What are you seeing and um And how are you enjoying that? Because it seems like it can be one of those jobs that it it looks a little bit overwhelming, but once you're doing it, it's probably a heck of a lot of fun.
2: It is a lot of fun. I mean, it does get a little overwhelming. I mean, sometimes you get a little, um, like last month I think I had 15. I think I already got 12 for this month. I'm actually going to punch up a few because, I mean, I lost basically a week to the Reno. So this month's going to be a little tough, but I do it all at the training center, so I I have to get my butt up in the morning and go down there. So, um, and then throw so is the easy part, really. It's actually trying to spit it on the paper and make it sound understandable to all the readers make sure that, give them the information that helps them pick the ball or know what the ball is going to do. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I've learned a lot already and I'm still trying to fine tune it a little bit. I'm trying to with a different little hook rating or hook chart for next year if possible, make a little more understanding, like on... Like break point, stuff like that. But, I mean, follow Joe's shoes, I mean, it actually followed his shoes, it kind of was a good template to start with. And then I'm just kind of gradually tweaking it to make it more my style, you know I mean? Something. But I'm drawing all the balls the same. I mean, it's the same layout, so it's, it makes it easy to judge what this ball does against this ball. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's fun, I tell you. There's a lot more brands than I didn't even realize out there. <laughs> when you get a new, new company in there, I'm like oh, that company's oh, cool. <laughs> but I mean, so many really small the companies have some really good stuff. It's just there's a lot of ball balls out there. Well, yeah, Expo. <laughs> I, I expect more. So
0: well, and Vernon, I want you to hit on that a little bit because of the fact that you're throwing all the companies now, and you're throwing. You know, you mentioned you threw a ringer, and you threw some some storm equipment and everything. It seems to me like all the companies have really stepped up their game from big to small over the last maybe three to five years. Would you agree to that?
2: Oh, yes. I mean, I, I, I threw a seismic there, Venator Pearl. I mean, I was very impressed with it. I mean, the only seismic I threw was a couple before that, and I'm like, they they're small companies, um, a lot of good stuff. I mean, the New Brunswick Fort, uh, Exile for Terror, think Walter used that yesterday to win the Senior Masters. I mean, that's not a typical Brunswick motion ball. I mean, that ball, even for, even for ace-match I mean, it got that lane and made a move in the back end. I was like, I could use it on a lighter house pattern or on Stone Street. I mean, that ball had a kick off the break point that was definitely new for me to see out of Muskegon. You know what I mean? I mean, Motive has got some very good balls. I mean, as you see, Ronnie Russell is one a PBA event with them. I mean, then I threw the jet fighter ball. I mean, very impressed with that ball. It's just, it's all, it's like a balls. It's like, it's, it's it's tough to put every ball on an approach up wall, but I mean, you, there's a lot of balls out there and I'm definitely understanding and realizing that by doing the ball reviews. I mean, I really have not seen a a bad, bad ball yet. You know what I mean? I've done, I think, seventy of them already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and probably finally, uh, Vernon. You mentioned that you, you know you're putting the same layouts on, on just about all the balls, and um, you'll probably continue to you know tweak the templates and different things. Do you see yourself kind of um, adding more variables um, when you have time or or have a chance to do so to, um, you know, the various bone balls that you do drill and you know various patterns and whatnot.
2: Well, i try uh, I'll probably change the patterns, but like I have a Stone Street and a. A lighthouse pattern we use at Kegel, I've been using that one because that one shows me how different a bowling ball really is from another ball because of the volume and then the break point in that. It really helped me, like, um, comparison of, say, like, the I used to the the um, energy source against the um, pivot points. On Snow Street, it looked really close. I put on this pattern, I could see where the energy source was a little cleaner, a little easier to get to the front than the pivot point was. But that will also help with cats, too, because all the balls we do, we throw. We have cats right there, and we use it to show the break point, show what board it's hitting. So it's easier to compare the balls against each other. And I'm going to try to keep trying to add more variables to it. Um, Like next month, I'm going to use those two patterns with the single-doubles pattern. I really like the single-doubles pattern because it's a sports shot. It's on the flatter side, but you can see where the ball is going to really do. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm still, like I said, there's only variables I like to do, but, I mean, when you figure out, like, averaging about 12 to 15 balls a month, it makes it a little tough. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Sure. Well,
0: Absolutely. Vernon, I want to thank you for joining uh, joining us today. It was It was a pleasure having you on. I know you're super busy down there, just getting caught up with everything at the shop and and the ball reviews, like we're talking. and And you got Bowl Expo coming up later on here this month. So thank you for joining us. Always appreciate it, and uh, we'll stay in touch. All uh,
2: right, thanks for having me, you guys take care.